0: You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper, practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I am Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, and we're no longer in your house anymore. I like this setup,
1: yeah, this chapel turned out beautiful.
0: We are in the newly renovated chapel for the podcast this morning, and we are continuing on in something that we started last week where we talked about different commitments that we can make to really our spiritual life, spiritual disciplines that are going to grow our faith and make us better believers and followers of Jesus. And today we are going to talk about the topic of prayer, which I'm really excited to talk about because... As complex as prayer is, it also is really simple. I mean, I have a four-year-old and a six-year-old at home, and we're teaching them to pray, and they're praying all the time, probably sometimes better prayers than what I'm praying, longer at least.
1: Some of their prayers are fascinating.
0: <laughs> are fascinating. That's a stall tactic often at bedtime. Uh, but the idea of prayer is something that I really think is almost this unique innate thing in both believers and sometimes unbelievers alike.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I I would say, however, I think it's a privilege only for believers. Mm -hmm. I I, I actually think the only prayer that God hears of a non-believer is save me from my sin. Then, because of our relationship with Christ, now we have access to God. But you're right. I think prayer is incredibly simple. I think it's one of the things that we've got to communicate to people is Mm -hmm. prayer is nothing more than talking to God. Mm -hmm. And and then certainly after that, there's some listening involved, Uh, and we can talk about that in a moment, but it's just this conversation with God. Mm
0: And I think one of the things about prayer that we maybe sometimes get wrong is the need and the heart behind it. Because I think a lot of times people struggle with their prayer life for a lot of different reasons. They're too busy. They feel like it's not bringing anything about for them. They struggle to find the time to do it. They don't feel a connection to God. They feel like they're just sitting there talking to themselves sometimes. So can you give us a little bit of just encouragement simply behind the heart and the need for prayer in general?
1: Yeah, I'd say a couple of things. First of all, I think we've got to remind ourselves when we go into the presence of God, and that's really what prayer is. I think as soon as we you know, pray in Jesus' name, we, we, we open up ourselves to God. So we're in the presence of God. And I think when we do so, we've got to recognize, first of all, his identity. Recognize that he is the creator of the heavens and earth. Jeremiah chapter 32 talks about it. Um, you know, He's created the heavens and the earth, his outstretched arm. And then it says this, there's nothing that he can't do. And I think we've often got to approach him recognizing he's the creator of heavens and earth. He's this sovereign God. He has the ability to do anything because, as we talked about in the series of the attributes of God, he's almighty, he's all powerful. So I think we've got to recognize when we go before him what his identity is, that he has the ability to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, I think the next biggest thing is to recognize what I would call his inclination. So he's bent toward us. He wants to hear from us. He desires that his children come to him in prayer. And recognize, I think, that he wants to answer your prayers. Now, he's going to always do that in accordance with his will. He knows what's better for us than we know for ourselves. But I want to remind people when they go into the presence of God and they recognize they come before this almighty, this all-powerful God— He's also sort of stooped or bent, as some theologians say, already toward you. His ear is near to you. He wants to hear to you. And he's inclined uh, to answer in a favorable fashion. Uh, do you remember in Matthew chapter 7, it says, hey, uh, you know, if uh, somebody asks or a son asks of you to give him, you know, a loaf of bread, would you give him a stone? If he asks yourself, would you give him a score? The idea is no, Earthly fathers, the scripture goes on to say, know how to give good gifts to their children. If we as earthly, sinful fathers know how to give good gifts to our children, then the scripture says, how much more will your father in heaven give to you? So I, I think it's critical we understand that he's already inclined toward you. And then, obviously, all throughout scripture, you're going to see this invitation of God to pray. So if it's identity, if it's inclination, it's also this invitation. Uh, James chapter 5 says, listen, you have not because you ask not. Uh, All throughout scripture, the Apostle Paul is going to talk about it. Listen, pray unceasingly. There's this sense in which God wants us to come and to commune with him. He invites us to do so. And I I can almost see, you know, a father with a smile on his Mm -hmm. face when a child comes, sits at his feet and wants Mm -hmm. to talk to him.
0: One of the most fascinating things about prayer for me is the role that Jesus pray plays in prayer can you kind of describe that for people
1: yeah again we know to this day that he's seated at the right hand of the father he's ever interceding for us so again recognize because of the holiness of god and the sinfulness of mankind uh, we don't have direct access to god uh, Uh, unholy people can't get into the presence of the holy, but that's what Jesus did for us. So now when you and I come and we pray in Jesus' name, we're praying in a sense through Jesus who uh, has made the way to God possible. And scripture says he's interceding. Even when you and I are sleeping, Hmm. so to speak, he's constantly interceding on our behalf before the Father. But that all comes Mm -hmm. through Jesus. Mm -hmm.
0: As we look at the life of Jesus, even when he was here on earth and what we have recorded about him, what I also found so interesting is that Jesus prayed a lot. For someone that is, you know, obviously connected with the Father, maybe who doesn't necessarily have a quote-unquote need for prayer in the same way that we do to feel connected to the Father, Jesus prayed all the time.
1: Yeah, there was this constant communication, wasn't there? Mm -hmm. And I think before the fall of mankind, I actually think that's how Adam and God, Mm -hmm. remember it talks about the fact that they would walk and talk in the cool Mm -hmm. of the garden. Uh, There was a sense in which there was intimacy between Adam and the father. I think the same thing was true because Jesus obviously Mm -hmm. was sinless. And when it talks about Adam, it's before the fall. I think they were just in this constant you know, communication one with another. He got frustrated with the disciples when they were sleeping, and he asked them to pray in the most difficult moments of his life. But you're right, he was constantly seeking the Father in close communion. I think it's much like a friendship. I really do. Uh, we make prayer so difficult. We think we've got to put on flowery language and all of those kinds of things. But I think at some point in time, we just got to recognize, you know, because of what Christ has done, making access to God— Uh, this friendship in which we can just communicate.
0: What do you think it is that makes prayer so hard for us? I mean, when you (laughs) describe what the prayer life of Jesus was like, obviously we all long for that, especially followers um, of Jesus want to have that communion with God, that conversation with him, to walk with him throughout their day. Why do you think we have such difficulty doing that sometimes? Yeah,
1: I I think it's a discipline. I I think we're so independent, Mm -hmm. so to speak, that we kind of want to do our own thing and Prayer is really dependence upon God, and we 're not good at dependence. Mm-hmm. I think sometime in our prayer time we get bored, mm-hmm. I think our mind wanders and drifts, and then we kind of don 't think we 're good at it, so we stay away from it. I think sometimes we think we 're bothering God, mm-hmm. you know God is so important, and i don 't you know i don 't want to talk about the little problems I have in my life as if he doesn 't care about them and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. so I just think we have to have a different understanding I think. We've got to only understand who he is. I think we've got to understand that he invites us to do so. He desires it. Mm-hmm. And I think in that way, I've often said, and Brendan Manning talked about this one time, but often in my prayer life, I love to just sort of picture Jesus mm-hmm. sitting next to me. I think it's got to be that kind of a, a relational give and take that moves us over some of the barriers of feeling as though uh, this isn't worth mm-hmm. it or... I'm bored. Or I, I just think the more we can see Jesus sort of in a chair next to us, the more you and I can talk in that fashion. I, mm-hmm. I think it would be good for our prayer life. Mm-hmm.
0: You've mentioned some of the reasons that we struggle with prayer distraction. We're too busy. We feel like God doesn't want to hear it. What about the person who says, I struggle with prayer because I've had really big prayers in my life that God has not answered?
1: Yeah, and, and you and I have talked a little bit about this, but I do think there's a sense in which, God is sort of weaving a story in our lives, and and he knows what's best for us. And I think when you and I sort of push into the story of God and try to write our own story is when we feel frustrated with God, as if he's not answering our prayers, as if he didn't hear me, and this is a big deal in my life. And I just think we've got to come at some point in time to acknowledge that he's almighty, he's all-knowing, he's omniscient and he is writing a story in our lives and you and I have to be good with that story. Mm-hmm. We've got to recognize we don't know what's best for us and he does and there was a reason he didn't answer. I, I think he always answers prayer, let's, mm-hmm. let's just say that. Mm-hmm. So if there, he didn't answer, no he answered, he just mm-hmm. didn't give the answer that you want. Mm-hmm. So we used to often say sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, sometimes it's wait. Mm-hmm. But I think you and I have to be comfortable Uh, with the sovereignty of God over our lives, that he's writing a story and you and I have to be okay, that he's in control and we're not, and we have to be okay with the story that's being written in our lives.
0: To the person today who says, listen, I know my prayer life isn't what it should be, but I need some help in getting it right. I need some practical things to do differently. What would you say?
1: Yeah, I always tell people with regards to prayer, it's a little bit like Bible study for me, is start small. Mm -hmm. So... If you say, listen, I've never had a quiet time and I'm going to do so, I would say read the Bible for five minutes Mm -hmm. because what you want to do is develop a pattern. And then I would say out of that, now pray for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And if you want to set a a, a timer or a stopwatch, Mm -hmm. you can do so because I I think you're looking to build a consistent pattern. And then I think from there, it's just simply recognizing God wants to meet with you, recognizing you're in conversation with him. It's not about flowery language. It's about Mm -hmm. simplicity. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, he prayed in the Lord's Prayer, kind of giving us that acrostic of acts, adoration, Mm -hmm. confession, thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. supplication. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to sort of keep your prayers balanced is when I walk into the presence of God, I want to adore him for who he is. You don't walk into the presence of the Queen of England, so to speak, and not... You know, mm-hmm. bow, and uh, I think mm-hmm. there's a sense in which we adore God. Certainly, there's time for confession. Certainly, at the end in supplication, there's time for us to present our request to God. I think that Thanksgiving piece mm-hmm. is critical as well. So, I would try to balance them as best that you could. And I always say to people at the end of prayer, because I think this is a part of it, just be quiet, mm-hmm. listen. Uh, I think if we're making a lot of requests of God and we're 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 doing some prayer time, I would just look for a minute or two. Mm-hmm where you just, you know, don't talk, don't speak, and just just listen. I, I often think there's promptings of the Holy Spirit, there's teaching, conviction that might take place in the quietness of that moment. So I, I think that's a good habit and a pattern to get into.
0: Well, if you look back at you know, what God's intention for communion with us was, if you look back at God and Adam, it was a conversation that they were having. Jesus, it was always a conversation he was having with God. There's no relationship in life where you just do all of the talking and none of the listening. No.
1: And again, that's the interesting thing. Remember, Paul is going to say to us, listen, I want you to pray unceasingly, Mm -hmm. meaning all throughout the ebb and flow of the day, there's the sense in which we're talking and listening to God that our whole lives ought to be sort of this constant prayer. So, you know we're talking about a segment of time that's set aside and i think that's critical that we mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. but all throughout the day we we should be lifting before the father what's going on in our lives
0: I read a book recently on prayer called A Praying Life. If you're looking for a resource on prayer, this is one of the best books I've ever read. But he talked a lot about just those simple faith-building conversation-type prayers. He opens with this story of when his daughter lost her contact at the beginning of their camping trip and how it was just really going to throw everything off. And he said, you know what? I just decided we're just going to pray that we find the contact. And sure enough, uh, a couple hours later, they were able to find it. And he just said just how faith-affirming... Small prayers like that can be how God wants their family to have a good camping trip, how God wants things in your life to come together in the same way that you do. And sometimes just those little prayers can build your faith throughout the day.
1: I agree. And that goes back to God's inclination. I think he wants to be involved in our daily lives. We just think, ah, we shouldn't bother Mm -hmm. him, or ah, that's too much hassle. I I, I think that's how lives ought to be. Mm
0: There's a a ton of great resources on prayer. Again, the book is called A Praying Life, if you're interested in picking that up um, and becoming a little bit better at prayer yourself. We're going to continue this series next week, so we hope you'll join us. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.